Hey, everybody, welcome back. HSC Podcast 82, the big box Steve on the mic, the big smooth, and fresh West. Here we go with uh, another week down, getting getting a little further along in the season. So uh, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and like, leave any comments. Uh, <laughs> Tell us what you think of our picks. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, thanks for the <laughs> listens. And we're going to get in get into week five. No, we're in what week are we in? Jeez. We're in week six now. Six. So we're going to talk week six NFL. Uh, and then uh, talk a little bit of college football first. Also, they... You know, we just finished week six in that. And then we'll get into some uh, fantasy football wrap-up at the end. I thought I had uh, saved a, a trivia for you guys, but maybe I didn't. I got a trivia for you two. All right, let's get it. Okay. In the mode of last week, in a way, it's the top – the teams with the least amount of rushing yards for a player in franchise history, the bottom five. Total yards by a player. Yeah, so I'll give you an example of someone who's not like Thurman Thomas has eleven thousand yards. He's Buffalo's right, leading right, rusher. Right. So, so these five teams are they're leading rusher, but the team they're for the team, but they're on the bottom five. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, well, you're not going to have, you know, some of the big ones, of course, because those guys are prolific. I'll give you one hint. Three of the five are in the same division. I would, uh, I would guess, I don't know, because I think he did pretty well there. <laughs> Maybe the the dolphins. Yes, the dolphins would be the fifth fifth least. The Zonka, huh? Zonka. Yes, yeah. Mary Zonka, six thousand seven hundred thirty-seven yards mm-hmm. rushing. Yeah. So all the, the other four teams, their rusher has less than 6,700 yards. Right, right. <laughs> Counting expansion teams as, as of today as well? Yeah. So, let's see. Does this Cleveland Browns count as a team? Not the old Cleveland? Are they the Ravens? Uh, I didn't see them on there. I wouldn't count them. <clears throat> yeah, like which um, which one is which? Yeah, no, because, yeah, they put Jim Brown as Cleveland. Right, right. So then they count Cleveland as the old Cleveland. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's see. It's got to be. <laughs> you would think Carolina. Nope. 
Let me get to where Carolina was. Less than 6,700 yards if Miami's the, the highest. Let's save that website. I mean, maybe the Patriots? That's Curtis Martin? No. Oh, no. Yeah, Curtis Martin, he had a lot of yards. No, it wasn't Curtis Martin. That's the Jets. Or Jets of Curtis Martin, right. It wasn't Curtis Martin. It was um, something cunning, like old, old, old. Oh, He barely, he missed just by, like he was number six. Think of a newer expansion team. Yeah, like Jacksonville. Not Jacksonville, Fred Taylor. Huh? No, I Fred Taylor a lot. That's right. Who is newer than Jacksonville? Oh, Houston. Yeah, Houston. Yeah, so Houston's on the Texans. Right. Yeah, okay, Texans. I, I, expansion teams make the most sense. But, they well, did, yeah. Well, Do you know who it is? Um. Well, no, because he says it's not Jacksonville. It's not. No, I mean for the Texans. Texans. Who it is for the Texans? Oh, um, who would be their leading rusher? Uh, Arian Foster. Yes. Now the three left are all from the same division. Yeah, I was trying to figure that one out. <clears throat> uh, maybe no. I feel like the. Uh, could be well we know it's not the east well the east no it can't be because you got oh washington larry burns um riggins the giants giants got tiki barber like he had to rush for more than six thousand yards well just because the the cowboys and the redskins yeah Right, you, you, you eliminate that. Um, God, I'd want to say the Saints, but it doesn't sound right. Yes, the Saints are one of them. Yeah, I mean, because you'd think that, like, guy, they had good running backs, but they all just never did well or moved on, you know? So, yeah, the Saints, I mean, who's that, Ironhead Hayward? No. <laughs> well, I think I know this because I watched the game against the Dolphins in 85. I can't remember his name though. It's not. Is it could be Reggie? Oh, Dalton Hilliard. No. No. Deuce McAllister, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you so you got the Saints and probably the Bucks. Yes, they have the least yeah. the, the the worst running back, least amount of rushing yards. Right. And this was a surprise. Yeah, so you got the Bucks, you got the Saints, and I mean, obviously, it's either the Falcons or the. Uh... I mean, I guess Falcons, maybe Jamal Anderson. It's not Jamal Anderson, but it is the Falcons. Or uh, uh, what's the other guy's name? Oh. Uh, 
That guy had a few good years. Oh, man. You got to go 80s. You got to go 80s for the Falcons. Oh, really? Yeah. Gosh, I don't know. Um, It's not that guy from Nebraska, is it? I don't know. I don't even know the 80s. I want to check to see where he played. I think it was Georgia. No, wait. He graduated from Arizona State. He was the ninth overall pick in 1982. Wow. Yeah, I don't know that one. He won a Super Bowl with another team. <laughs> All right, give it. No, I don't know. No, give us the answer. Gerald Riggs. Gerald Riggs. Never would have got that one. No. Nope. He still haven't got who Tampa's running back is. Uh is he Tampa's running back. Hmm. Gosh, have they ever had a good running back? They had Warwick Dunn. Oh, yeah, or Mike Allstott. Yeah, but it wasn't them. Really? Yeah. Before them or after them? Before. Drafted in 1981. Oh, geez, yeah. not going to get that one either. Wes, any guesses? No. James Wilder. James Wilder. I haven't heard of these guys. You heard of Gerald Riggs or James Wilder? Not that I'm going to pull off the top of my head, that's for sure. Yeah. That's a tough one. But the teams make sense. Like, you can get the teams, like, picking the players. That's tough. Yeah. Once you got the teams, you got three out of five. Yeah. You got all the teams, but, you know. Yeah, that's a good one. I like it. I like the uh, the random Ooh. trivia questions. <clears throat> all right, well, let's get into uh, week six college football. Start start with some uh, CFB. Couple of couple of games out there. Did you guys catch the USC game at all? I did. US, God, that was nuts. So triple overtime. Oh no, double overtime. <laughs> and double overtime. What yeah. was it? I was going to bed and I looked at my phone. And for some reason, sometimes Bleacher Report does all this weird stuff. Like it like you go to the screen and then it says two point conversion for whatever but then I'm like what what's going on? like the wrong team or the wrong side and so i'm like what is going on this game is still going right yeah yeah they, uh, they go they went to triple overtime where right. they had and then and then uh usc got a two-point conversion and arizona missed but you look at this game like arizona dominated the game early <laughs> usc was real lucky to to even go to overtime they they came back took a lead but Arizona just made so many mistakes and I don't know it kind of looked at USC where they didn't look so good 
Definitely not no, like they're they're a Big Twelve team. Yeah, you, know, you got Lincoln Riley. He's coming from the Big Twelve. All he wants to do is put up sixty points, but they have no defense. Yeah, they definitely didn't look like a national champion. Uh, Caleb Williams was amazing. You know, I mean, even though he had a bad statistical game throwing the ball, like what he was doing on the ground with his feet and the extra effort he was putting out there to help win the game was, I mean, he he definitely looks like the best quarterback in college football. Uh, just look at the things he did that weren't just throwing the ball. Right. Yeah, he only had 200 yards of passing. Yeah. I mean, he was worse than that. Like, I mean, he was at some at one point he was having his worst game of his career. Right. First half hadn't even thrown for 100 yards, and you know it was just he was yeah. struggling, but he was still doing it on the ground, uh, which right. was really impressive to see him do some of that stuff. So I think he kind of sealed the deal as you know the guy at quarterback. But USC, uh, I don't I don't know that they're going to even make the playoff. To be honest with you, I don't, I wouldn't put them up there right now. So they didn't look great. Um, so the other one, did you did you guys see Georgia the, Tech Miami? Miami, oh my gosh, what what are you doing? <laughs> uh, what can he possibly be thinking? I mean, you're you're you are a legitimate D one coach, and you make a decision like. I mean, why didn't someone tackle him on the sidelines? Right. Hey. Or ta tackle their own running back or something. <laughs> yeah. It's just, just, you know, get a fan on the field and grab the ball <laughs> and tell, you know. I, I, I struggle with it because I tried to, like, put myself in his position. And, but I can't, for the life of me, think what his thought process must have been. Like maybe did he think they had a timeout or something? Like maybe he misread the timeouts. But it just it doesn't seem like any reason to not take a knee there. Like I can't figure that out. Because you take the knee, the game's over. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, it's like it was uh, the 1970s all over again because they used to do that stuff. I mean, there was lots of, you know, there was games that, yeah, they fumbled back in the day, but I mean, I don't understand how you don't – I mean, everyone's going to take me there. I mean – Yeah, it's it's just such an odd play, you know, that – I just can't wrap my head around What was it, the like down and distance? What was the down and distance? I mean, it was like third and, and what, 10 or something like that. You know, it wasn't – it, it, was, well, it wasn't like – the touchdown – well, that's that's a even worse on your defense, you know, to give up a fifty-yard touchdown at the end of the game, like with that. You're play, not even a hail mary either. Yeah, you didn't even have your DBs back either. Like their DBs were playing like normal coverage. Like, isn't this where you go back to the goal line and you wait for the hail mary and <laughs> you knock it down? You just gotta let them score. Like, oh, we're gonna get the ball back. <laughs> you know, let them score from the fifty. It was the. <laughs> The worst ending to a game I think I've ever seen, as far as just where you're just like, what what are you doing on both plays? The defensive play when they let him score the touchdown and the offensive play where they didn't take the knee. So, right. Especially on a game where they were winning, right? Like, you're like, it's the game's over. Yeah. 
and they did. Well, and you look at what that just did to Miami, right? That they go from four and zero to going to five and zero. They're already ranked seventeenth, meaning that they're going to bump up, right? Yeah. And now you go to four and one, and maybe you drop out of the top twenty-five, or maybe you get they're to twenty-five. Like, right, that yeah, they're right twenty-five. Yeah. yeah, and so um, I can't. I don't know. That's it. That was that couldn't wrap my mind around that. Well, especially uh, they got North Carolina this week. Right. Yeah, they're one of your biggest games of the year. If they would have, you know, done what they were supposed to, they could be looking at a top ten after this week if they beat right. North Carolina. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So that that's a that, that's a big mistake on all kinds of levels for Mario Cristobal and. I just can't, yeah, can't understand that one. Uh, the other game, you know, I thought that this might happen, but Louisville goes out and beats Notre Dame and looked pretty good doing it. Running game looked strong. Plumber looked good. Yeah. Louisville's been quietly doing pretty darn well. I mean, they've always, I mean, they've been recruiting well, just kind of behind the scenes for a while. They get good players. They get good skill guys. Um, and so they're competing at, you know, a, a higher level. And it just shows you that Notre Dame is just, they don't have the skill guys, you know, to get into a shootout with the team, which I think is ridiculous that they're favored over USC this week. I'm like, really? Right. <laughs> you're going to get, you're going to get a shootout with USC because your defense is good, but you haven't seen an offense like USC yet. You better score some points. Seems like yeah. they have a real problem. Well, but I USC think the odds makers say they're going to score points because USC's defense is it's horrible. terrible. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No USC's defense is pretty bad. You know, USC has like the worst defense in history. Yeah, but USC's defense is pretty bad. Um, although. Their defense came up with some plays to help them get back in that Arizona game, but Arizona made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Uh, problem with Notre Dame that I haven't seen out of them yet is just their inability to score at all, right? And so maybe playing, you know, but you see USC's defense, they, they still have the athletes. They're just not very good for some reason. It, so, it, it is strange on defense. It's like you think, okay – we're the playmakers. Right. I mean, this is this is the University of Southern California. Let me just pick all the players I want. Oh. You know, some of the best players in the country. It's just bizarre to me. Right. You know? Well, like yeah. I said earlier, Lincoln Riley doesn't care about defense. <laughs> but they do have athletes on defense. That's what doesn't make sense, right? They have good players. They just don't play well as a team on defense like they have great athletes because they're usc right usc's not gonna bring in scholarship guys that aren't athletes oh. the other uh the other surprise and disappointment was washington state losing to ucla you know uh, i hated to see them because i thought they had a good chance to uh, make some noise and for them to uh, lose that game. It's just not the one you want to see them lose. 
Well, that's the fear about the Pac-12 is they're all going to beat up on each other and none of them are going to make the playoffs. Right. And traditionally, a lot of tradition comes back into this because if, you know, Washington State doesn't like to play down in California and UCLA doesn't like to play up in Washington. And usually the home teams hold serve, you know, and UCLA is good. I mean, yeah, this is – they got good players – it's just they don't like playing on the road. Yeah. They they really don't like playing on the road. It's really hard to, to go down there and beat them consistently in LA. Well, and they're sitting at four and one, you know. It's not yeah. like they're having a terrible year. Yeah. We'll see how they we'll see how they do when they go up to Oregon State this week. That's gonna right. be a big game, you know. Yeah, let's let's so talking uh week seven games, you know, you look at this and uh and there's definitely some some games to watch, right? I mean, obviously Oregon, Washington. I think that's th- this is kind of a, a season decider for both of them. I think this is their their test. Yeah. yeah, they they play other tough teams, but I think whichever team comes out of this is going to come out with a lot of confidence from this game. Yeah, I mean it. It also there. Yeah, whoever – I mean, you're kind of getting halfway through the season here. You don't necessarily – doesn't kill you to lose here and win out, but it sure certainly does not help you unless USC starts rolling here. Um, but the end of the season is is, is going gonna, gonna to just – you know, USC got – they got Washington at home. Washington has to go to USC at the end of the year. Then right. USC has to go to Oregon. Right. The next week. Wait, so, Oregon's got Oregon State, Utah, yeah. Washington, USC. Like Oregon's got to play them all. And and mm-hmm. and the the spread on it is Washington three. And to me, that's a little light. I think I think everybody's kind of looking at Washington in a sense and what Oregon's been just beating down their last couple teams. I think against Arizona, I think there's some question marks, I think. And I think they should win because they're playing at home. That's about it. And, you know, it's uh, it's just awful tough to go up there and win. And Oregon does not like going up there and playing them. Yeah, I think I think being at home is a huge advantage for Washington in this game. And uh, and the thing about the Arizona, Arizona State, the Arizona game was weird because it seemed like there are some times, and Oregon's going to totally try this. They get Penix off his spot. He has a spot. When he's on that spot, he's like the best quarterback in the country. Right. Right. When he's off the spot, he's not as good. If Oregon can get him off his spot, I think Oregon will win the game. If they can't early, he's going to come out and carve Oregon secondary. And I think that gives Washington the advantage. Oregon has to play catch-up. Uh, what was interesting is uh, Arizona, they kind of exposed Washington and USC in that dollar defense. And they said, hey, we're going to make you run the ball to beat us. And you saw both teams struggle with that when when they went back into that dollar. Yeah. 
And uh, I think if, if I'm Oregon, like I'm watching tape, right? <laughs> you bet you, you're watching, you, you better be watching this film and, and maybe not go to that dollar all the time because Arizona just wouldn't come out of it. It didn't matter. They just like, you know what, we're committed. <laughs> we're just staying in it. And it hurt them in a lot of situations. But I think Oregon sh should be able to learn a lot from that because I think it, Arizona exposed both those teams, Washington mm -hmm. and USC, with that defense. Yeah. 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 And it's not like Arizona's, you know, got the greatest defensive players in the world. They just that they schemed really well for both those games. So we'll we'll see uh this game. I mean, if you gotta pick, let's let's just let's just say, you know, who are you picking? You gotta take one, Oregon or Washington. I'm gonna take Oregon. I think they're more battle tested. Also, I want to see what Washington can do really against a real team. Yeah, yeah. I I'm gonna take Oregon too, just because of that fact. I think. I mean, I just think Oregon is gonna find a way defensively to frustrate them enough where they can score more points. Yeah, I mean. I, I got to look at the defensive side of the ball as well and think that Oregon right now is playing better defense. And if they can continue to play good defense, you know, through that game, they can definitely win that game, even though it's on the road. And it's, it's really hard to, to say Oregon's going to go up into Washington and win. Um, So I think it'd be a tough game, but yeah, I'd roll with Oregon too right now if, if I was betting on it. Uh, Oregon State, UCLA, you talked about that earlier. That's going to be, you know, because now you got Oregon State at 15 and UCLA jump up to 18. So now that's a significant game. Mm -hmm. uh, North Carolina, Miami is significant still because Miami's still 25th at 4-1. and one. Uh, North Carolina, you know, they win that game. If they win that Miami game handily, they're getting a lot more looks. Yeah, they'll, be, know, they'll be around 10. They're 12 they're now. They just kind of have – they've been kind of under the radar. Right. But, um, yeah. And then USC, Notre Dame, I mean, who knows the way that game goes, right? It's at Notre Dame. USC didn't look good last week. Didn't look great against Colorado either, even though they, they won fairly easily. They still didn't look that good. Like, like I said, he's he, – he also – I mean – I think you also have to look at the quarterbacks. What's like who what's the matchup there? We're talking about Caleb Williams, best quarterback, defending Eisen yeah. Trophy winner, versus Yeah, Hartman. Sam Hartman. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll take I'll take Caleb. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll see. USC's gonna have to play better than they did against Arizona, though, that's for sure. <clears throat> Stranger things happen in those games, too. You know, yeah. they're very Lot, lots of strange stuff happens. Your offense isn't going to be clicking every game. You got to have a defense yeah. at some point. Yep. I think that's the advantage, you know, that a Georgia and a Michigan have right now as, you know, top teams up there where, you know, they're, they're, they're more balanced than some of these other teams. Yeah. So that's they a huge gotta, advantage. They got to go through you. They can go through you. Right. That 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 scares everybody. 
because these teams, you know, a lot of these teams can't do that. So it should be a good week. Uh, not like I said, not a ton of great games, but there's some really good games happening. Um, good week to watch some of, some of these games. Pac-12 has a lot of stuff happening this weekend. So see a little bit of stuff playing out in the Pac-12. Uh, let's jump into NFL. Talk about let's talk about week five recap. You know, Derek said it earlier. You know, we don't pick our teams and our teams win. Uh, I'm happy to see the Bears get on the board. I I I had a feeling I could have picked them. You know, but go go something new, right? <laughs> don't pick them and and hopefully they win. So well, no, no, Bear, no, no. Bears are on the board. But here's what I don't remember. This is why I was a little confused. Did I pick the Bears or did I pick Washington? That's I mean, that's how conflicted I was. We all picked Washington. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, we all picked Washington. Uh just it's I mean, after that Bears collapse against Denver, like it wasn't looking oh, good. Oh, that's what yeah, that's why. You know, but the reality is, is Fields had a good game against Denver. He just, you know, a couple mistakes late, a couple bad coaching decisions, you know, and they just threw that game away. Uh, but then they come back and, and you know, Fields looks really good in a high score game. Like, oh, maybe we're not getting Caleb Williams. We're keeping yeah. Fields. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we, we still could because we had Carolina's pick. <laughs> and right. Carolina looks bad. <laughs> Uh, I I don't know if Carolina wins a game this year. To be honest with you, that's it's a tough road for them. They'll win one of the South games, probably. Yeah, I mean that's that's probably their best chance, right? Yeah, they play the Giants at all. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Jacksonville, Buffalo. You know, I said it on the podcast. Dude, Jacksonville just doesn't lose in London. And we should have known better. <laughs> should have known better than to pick Buffalo. But Jacksonville, you know, didn't really shut them down. Uh, Allen threw for a lot of yards, and you know they just weren't converting. They just weren't scoring points. And so Buffalo is kind of a letdown there. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore just, was a huge letdown. Oh right. yeah. I mean, I was watching the other games, but then I kept peeking at the score. And at the end of the game, that fade at the end of the game, in the shotgun, you're in the shotgun, and you throw that pass. Um, I don't understand. I hate that play. I hate it. hate it. I hate the fade. And I just – it's such a gimme. It's like, oh, okay. It's either going to be, you know, it's such a crapshoot. I don't want to go in with like a 30% chance of making a play. Right. And it, well, and it was such a horrible throw. You're you're giving the defender, all, all you're doing is, is giving the defender an easier target to defend, you know. It's a lot easier yeah. to defend a fade than, than like if you're going to do a, a, you know, a, an out an in and out or a, you know, a Texas or a slant or anything, you know, you can, those are tougher to defend on the goal line. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. If you're like, 
you know, six, four, six, five, and you got like a five, ten corner on you and you throw it high. Right. Yeah. yeah. In call, in now, college, now they're doing them with like six foot receivers. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. And, you know, you want to have like a Mike Evans or someone like that, you know, when you're running this play. Yeah. But Baltimore, I mean, that's just the end of the game. They look bad all game. Uh, yeah. Their their receivers were dropping balls everywhere. They were misrunning their routes. Uh, Lamar wasn't hitting his spots very well. Yeah, no. you know, and their running game just was not that great. You know, it was pretty non-existent. I mean, Gus Edwards leads them at like forty-eight yards or something like that. You know, I mean, someone brought up about I forgot who it was. They brought up you know two types of ways that you can beat a team offensively is you beat them either with creativity or execution. And it seems like Baltimore didn't have any, they have no creativity (laughs) and they do not execute. And that's a really bad formula, especially for when you pay a quarterback that much money and you're expecting him, you're, he's a playmaker, right? Right. Maybe the guys aren't open. Maybe the guys are dropping the passes and they can't run the ball. He's supposed to run the ball in those situations. And so he's got figured out, you know. He really needs to take more control. Because Lamar did have six rushes for 45 yards. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Pittsburgh. Throwing the ball 38 times. No. And he, so he's, he's throwing the ball too much, but he is running. They are running some option, you know, RPO. And they're also running, you know, some, uh, the option to give or keep, you know, a lot of times. And, and Lamar has to be a little more aggressive in some of those plays about, especially about running the ball. I get you don't want to get hurt, but you're your best, you're your team's best running back. I think, I think when you start getting, into the late third quarters and fourth quarters, and you got to do it. You got to do it. I understand yeah, yeah. early in the game, it's unnecessary. Yeah. Look at look at Richardson. Look what happened to Richardson. Right, that was brutal. He does not. He did not look well coming off the field like that. And he's going to be lucky to come back in four weeks. That's just yeah. Brutal. You, I mean. Talk about the Indianapolis game for a second because, you know, first of all, I mean, Gardner Minshew's playing the games he's come in and played. Like, he looks sharp. He looks like he can handle that team just fine. Mm-hmm. But what happens now with Zach Moss? So this guy is playing really well. And now – um Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, Taylor signs the big contract extension. Yeah. You know, they're basically committing to him again. I mean, what do you, what do you do? You run a dual running back system now. You keep Moss in there and slowly bring in Taylor. You split time with him. Like, how do you handle that situation? I'm pretty sure you split time until Taylor is going to take it all over. And then, yeah. Sorry, Zach Moss. We won't ever see you again. <laughs> that's, that's so well, bad. Like, you know, I mean, it's going to probably take a few weeks, but you can never have enough running backs at this point. Right. At right. the end of the year, you worry about the whole Zach Moss thing. Right now, you're, you're just 
you know, I mean, that's that's a pretty good combo there, running back. And Minshew can play to a certain extent. You know, it's, they're not bad. I mean, I thought, I, I didn't think they would do this well this year. They're not bad. You know, they can, no. they can compete. They can compete in the South. You know. They're three and two, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's they're right there um, as probably, I don't know, looking at that division, they yeah. might be the best in that division. Well, the Jaguars still. Yeah, I mean, outside the of the Jaguars. London game, I haven't been impressed with the Jags outside of the London game. So maybe they're turning a corner and – you know, coming together again. They're like the Bengals. They're, they're <laughs> pulling the Bengals. They're the Bengals are just, you know what? Where's number one? Like, <laughs> let's just get him in space. And I'm like, okay, this 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 is your formula. Throw it to that guy. Because right. he just forks he's, Arizona. He's, I know he's it's good. Arizona. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. I mean, he had three touchdowns, 15 receptions for 195 yeah, yards. Yeah. And that's just a monster game. That's what they it need. Is. They they did need that, you know, um, because Jamar was, you know, he was having unhealthy conversations <laughs> up until oh, the lead up know. to that game. <laughs> you know, he's like, what is going on here? Yeah. What, what is this the Twilight Zone? Yeah. How is this even possible that our offense is this bad with me on the team? You know? I mean, it, since obviously Cincinnati needed it, Jamar needed it, and and hopefully moving forward, you know, that's a spark for them. And Burrow looked better in the pocket. He looked like he yeah. moved better, moving around better. He didn't look like he was hampered by the you know, yeah. calves and stuff, so he looked better. So <laughs> let's talk San Francisco-Dallas for a minute. I mean, first of all, <laughs> you know, Wes – you called it last podcast when you said it's going to be a whole week of Dallas fans talking about how it's their game. They're going to win. Like they're, you know, San Francisco hasn't played a real defense yet. And all you saw all week was yeah, just. Jack's angry. Well, yeah. I'm angry. It's like, really? <laughs> okay. Jack only has one interception. The rest of the yeah. NFC East has yeah. a bunch. And uh, oh, and Purdy's not a good quarterback, and you know, and Dak's way better. And then they just get annihilated. Just I mean, it was dog. ugly. It was, and Purdy just murdered. I mean, four touchdowns. The guy looked great. They just carved them. That yeah. was funny, but you know, like when it was there, you know, it was twenty-one to seven, and you know the announcers got to chime in, like. You know what? They're playing. They're not playing bad. They run this Texas Coast offense. And I'm like, what are you talking Texas about? Coast. Are you talking about Texas Toast or Coast? <laughs> is, I, I like Texas Coast. Don't get me wrong. But Texas what Coast. is this? It's like, oh, yeah, you mean the offense? So Dak Prescott doesn't throw interceptions. He just throws like three-yard passes. You mean that yeah. offense? That didn't quite work, did it? Well, I don't see how, first of all, like San Francisco, there's so many weapons. Like, that. they're just tough to stop. I don't care who de- what defense you are. 
but then now you're going to take a, a mediocre at best offense against their defense. Like how, how did Dallas fans expect to win this game? You know, with, with all the chatter and all the talking and, and it's just oh, you like, have no idea. I was talking to a, like just an obnoxious Cowboys fan before the game. <laughs> and he's showing me pictures of him hanging out with Jerry Jones and his son. Like he, he's been to some games, like he has access and he's just so excited. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. But you guys are spanked. <laughs> yeah, it was it was not good. So, and what happened after the game, Wes? <laughs> uh, yeah, he probably left at halftime. <laughs> oh, I already be dope. I I went to sleep. I was tired. I woke up and I was like, yeah, I missed a touchdown. What did uh, happen? The uh, let's talk about the last one before we get into our picks here. Monday night, Green Bay, Vegas. I mean, just your guys' team. Like, what did you expect? You know, and I, you know, Derek, you picked them to lose. Well, because Josh McDaniels almost lost it for him. Yeah. Here we go. And I'll say it again scream it to the rooftops. He's an offensive guru who hasn't scored 21 points in a game this season. <laughs> Still hasn't. <laughs> what? Five, this is 2023. You can't score 21 points in a game. Right. Yeah. That's pretty that's pretty Jimmy G is still horrible. The uh, I mean he the only reason they want us because Jordan Love just kept throwing interceptions. Yeah. And there's and there's a couple that down there, Jimmy G threw, and they just, you know, it it should have been an interception. And you're just like, whoa, like, you know. All he targets is Jacoby Myers or Donovante Adams. That's it. Oh, yeah. Right. It's, um, the, I, I know he's not good, and I just want to p- punch myself in the head, like, when I see him throw sometimes. But why can't they fix that aspect of hey, let's tr- let's throw this wrinkle in there. Let's sort of other people bet- besides two, so defenses aren't flying to these guys every time they're running down the field. I don't know what's going on because if you watch, if if one of those two isn't open, he gets sacked. Yeah, yeah and he, that's another thing. You guys holds the ball the so long. Dude, you 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 sat underneath one of the best quarterbacks in the history. He is the best quarterback in the history of football, but he was the best at evading the rush and throwing the football at right. the same time. You didn't learn anything from him. Obviously not. No, because like you he's... knew you saw him run a little bit. I was like, oh, they're a gap. They got him. Just yeah. done. He's done. See, we used to complain about Carr because he would check down too fast. Yeah. But, you know, at least he could throw a ball 30 yards. Yeah. Jimmy G can't even throw a ball 20 yards. Yeah. It's it's going to be a tough road with him. Um, well, it sucks is their schedule so easy, so they're going to win right. more games. Which means right. they're not the gonna yeah, they played up the Patriots. I mean, talk about a team that <laughs> is falling apart. Like they've been oh out for seventy-two to three. 
in the last two weeks. Right. Not even three, two weeks. Like, the the, pa- the Patriots are on a a downhill, unstoppable slide. Yeah. That is well, just, yeah. Well, and then okay, then they go and play the Bears. Okay, we don't know what the Bears are. We'll see what happens this week. Um, then they play the Lions, which they'll probably get crushed. Then they play the Giants. You never know. And they then can they actually play have the a Jets. winning record after the Giants. Yeah. And that's crazy oh, yeah. because they shouldn't. Yeah. No, uh, you know, I mean, I, you look at their – I was, you know, kind of glancing at some of their schedule. It gets a little tougher. You know, they have oh, a yeah. couple tough games in there. But then – you know the the Chargers games doesn't look as hard as it used to. You know the Giants game doesn't look hard as it did preseason. You know uh, Jets obviously yeah looks like a, a very winnable game now. And, and you know what they their defense <laughs> I I am impressed the way they're playing. They're you know what they're getting turnovers. I know it's Jordan Love. I mean he just manufactures turnovers. That's not. But still, I don't even care if anything is better than them going through basically seasons without even seeing an interception. I like that. I like they're flying around the ball. That's great. You know what they really need is a freaking offense. And if the if, if McDaniel, if, if he would actually coach, like actually <laughs> do his job, I think you, Jimmy G maybe – can get the get them some wins. Kind of like I say about Zach Wilson, like, oh, am I really gonna say this? But that's <laughs> why you have coaches. Yeah. But here's the problem to this point in the season for them. Like, I mean, Josh Jacobs only has like 230 yards rushing, right? And that's enough. No, that's they need to fix that because they are. There's no holes. There, there's no. There's he's he's running into walls. Yeah, he doesn't look great either. But you know what? He's good enough. He should. Well, not. there's there's no threat of a passing game. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, they're they're not blocking real well either. On no, on passing I mean, or running. Well, <laughs> for all the hate Carr gets, and he deserves a lot of it. But at least with him, the threat was he could. You know what? I'm going to throw it 60 yards. Or touched, you know what I mean? And he, right. he threw to like nine receiver, you know what I, he would throw to everybody with Jimmy G. It's like, oh, okay, I t- let's double Devonta Adams and Jacoby Myers and key the run, and we're gonna win. Can Jimmy G throw up 50 yards? <laughs> I don't think he can't. Have you seen? He is has there to, any, like, is there anything on he YouTube? Has to, like, we can like, look at here? <laughs> Like it's it looks horrible when he tries to throw a pass. It it's like there's so much effort, and you're like, why do you have that that much effort? What have you been doing? Like, you've been just going around Vegas partying. Have you been working out? Like, what is going on here? Yeah, and you know, <laughs> you the Raiders' schedule. I mean, probably they could go four and one in the next five games, right? <laughs> When you really look at their schedule, and so they come into the Miami game at six and four. Like my then, worst nightmare then, is they'll go like 
you know, because then they're going to lose a, a more games as they play yeah. KC. Couple I, times I just don't and, want them to and, be middle of the road because then you lose out on every quarterback. That looks exactly like what they're going to yeah. do. Like they look because exactly Josh like McDaniels wants to keep his job. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, eight and nine looks real possible. Yeah, it does. And that gets you nowhere. You're in no man's land. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, let's let's well let's jump into HSC podcast week six picks. Let's get get it here. Let me pull up the schedule. Let's see what we're looking like. All right. Week six, man, season's moving, moving by. Um, Thursday night, <laughs> Denver at KC. I mean, it's it's at Kansas City number one, and it's Denver number two. So, I, I don't I don't think any team go does well going into KC on, on prime time, but Denver especially not. Uh, Denver was so lucky to win the Bears game. And then to the way they lost the Jets last week, I don't even think Denver shows up for this game. I, I really don't. So I, I got to take Kansas City by, I mean, at least 10. Probably more. But Kansas yeah, City's not playing great either. So they're winning, but they're not killing people. So, Well, the spread is 10 and a half. And I will give... <laughs> do where it belongs, but Russell Wilson is not as bad as last year. Yeah. He's gotten a but little better. The rest of his team's playing worse now, though. The yeah, it's weird. It's totally weird. It's like... Because last year, they were playing good. Their defense was playing well, and Russell Wilson was throwing away games. And yeah. now, their defense is throwing away games, and their offense is throwing away games, and Russell's playing a lot better. You're right. Right. So, it's weird, but yeah, I'm still... Yeah, I got the... The Chiefs, they own the AFC West. It sucks. But it's not going to change, especially not with the Broncos. So, um, yeah, I got them winning by 14. Yeah. I I, I love the promo for it because I didn't think about this until like 20 minutes ago. Like, Marshawn Lynch is promoing the game. And he, like, turns on the screen and there's Russell Wilson, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, dude. Like, he's excited. I mean, can you think about it? Yeah. He probably never wants to see Russell uh, Wilson again. It's just hilarious like, to me. You cost me a Super Bowl, man. Yeah. It's like, but it's so, next time you watch it, you'll see. Like, come on, dude. Right. Did you there see you when they asked him about Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll? And he's like, man, I don't talk to them. They're not my friends. I don't got them on my phone. <laughs> Oh, Marshawn Lynch, dude. Marshawn Lynch is great. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 um, Chiefs. Yeah, all four quarters. Um, they win every quarter. Uh, and yeah, I think I don't. You know, I think the Broncos might be down by ten and lose by thirteen. So, yeah, they'll probably cover. I, I would imagine they'll cover. Um, Kansas City hasn't looked great, but they're winning games. They're they're doing enough to win every game, except the Bears game where they just murdered them. But Kelsey, yeah. Kelsey's Kelsey's a little banged up too, but so is Taylor Swift. 
Oh man, Mr. Pfizer. Mr. Pfizer. Mr. Pfizer. <laughs> Did you hear oh, that? Oh, it's great, man. Uh oh, it's just and then Aaron Rodgers was on Pat McAfee uh talking about it too. And oh Pat McAfee's just dying laughing. <laughs> it was great. It's it there's a whole segment about it. It's pretty funny. But uh yeah, I, I can't see Kansas City not easily handling Denver here. Uh Baltimore at Tennessee. Derek, what do you got? Baltimore's favored by four and a half, and I just don't see how that is since I they're not playing up to their standards. I got Tennessee winning at home. Tennessee is just Tennessee. And that's the <laughs> thing, is they they aren't flashy, but they'll make plays and they don't screw up and then deandre hopkins had a huge game for you last week steve but um so yeah i got the titans titans in the upset well they're uh they're traveling uh this game aren't they oh it's london yeah yeah Yeah. so there's no real home team but yeah uh wes what do you got uh it, it it's such I don't know I I'm leaning I'm gonna take the Ravens um I just think that they'll find a way to win I think Lamar you know will make more plays and again the Titans their just deficiency is quarterback I think that will that will be an issue in this game so I'm taking the Ravens. This was probably the hardest game of the week, I think, yeah. um, because it's just you don't know which team is going to show up for for which team. You know, right. I mean, Tennessee could win this game if they play mediocre, because Baltimore could come out and play like they, yeah, they, they have so been, bad. right? And so the problem with this game is that, and then you throw in now it's in London, and so now you don't have really a home team, you know, and it's like. Who goes out and plays better for the, the 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 fans out there? You know what team plays better? Um, I'm going to take Tennessee as well because I think Derrick Henry actually may show up. So I'm going to have to roll with Tennessee on this one, but it could go either way. It's such a hard choice. So we'll we'll get our first swing game of the week. So, Wes, you can pick one up here if Baltimore wins. Uh, Washington at Atlanta. Wes, what do you got? Uh, Atlanta's playing at home. I'm taking Atlanta. Uh, Ritter looked pretty decent last week. I mean, and, you know, I think Bijan will have a big game. Um I know it'll be a close game, but I'm taking them by four. Yeah, it's a – I mean, you, you you really want to see how Washington bounces back. It's hard to, say, go into Atlanta and win this game because Atlanta's playing decent. And uh, Washington may just be still in shock. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Atlanta off their – they're close win and say they're still at home. They're going to be able to handle Washington in a close game. I think it, it's 
comes down to probably another field goal. Battle of quarterbacks that should have been replaced, but that both teams were too lazy to look for replacements. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I'm going to take Atlanta here just because the commanders looked awful against the Bears. Awful. Yeah. And so, yeah, Falcons are favored by two and a half. I got them winning by a field goal. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement there. Uh, Minnesota at Chicago. This is me. You know, against my better judgment, I'm going to pick the Bears. Um, it's at home. Even though they had they didn't win both games, they've played two good games in a row as far as their offense looking a little bit better. Um, so... I don't know if I'm reading this right, but it looks like Justin Jefferson's done for the season. Possibly. I don't know if it's the season. I know it's at least four well, games. Yeah, it, so he's on IR. It's four games, but yeah. They're talking about he may not want to Shut come back down. and play. Yeah, yeah if we're to get Caleb Williams, yeah. Right. So, um, without Justin Jefferson, I don't see Minnesota as, as a very good team. So... I think the Bears have a chance to win it here and they're at home, so I might as well roll with them this week. You know, I think taking that much offense out of your team that wasn't playing very well in the first place is going to hurt them. Sadly, I agree with Steve. You take Justin Jefferson away from the Vikings and it's not pretty. And then DJ Moore and Justin Fields started to hit a rhythm together, so... Yeah, I got the, the Bears to win in an upset because the Vikings are favored by two and a half on the road. Yeah, which is funny because the Vikings are literally playing just as bad as the Bears this season. Right. Even with Justin Jefferson. Let me check. Maybe the spread changed by now. Nope, uh, Wes, what do you got? I got the Bears too. I think Gigi Moore's did you know he's had a couple really good games. I think they found something that they can just continue to ride. Um, I think Fields. I think Fields scrambles more this game. Um, I think it's gonna be close because Minnesota. I mean, Osborne is capable. Addison is good. Hawkinson. They got. They do have enough weapons. The problem is the real weapon they should have is quarterback, and he is just hit and miss. Yeah. He throws some great throws sometimes, and he throws some really bad throws. I think he'll throw more bad throws than good throws. I think the Bears win, but I think they win close, like two points. I mean, yeah, the problem with Cousins is statistically he's good. Yeah. Like, if you look at his stats – you know, he's right there with the top quarterbacks in the league, statistically. I mean, he's he's second in yards, you know, only outdone by Tua. You know, he's he's throwing like 14 touchdowns and only three interceptions. Um, so it's, you know, it's not like statistically he's been horrible, but he, I don't know. He's just not a winner. 
He's just not he's just not that guy that's gonna um take you to well, the Super it, Bowl. Someone explained that, you know, quarterback they have in a game, there's five throws. And these are throws you have to make and and to win. And it seems like he can't make those throws. Yeah. Yeah, he's not very clutch at all, and he's not making the game-winning throws for sure. Uh, let's see. Derek, uh, Seattle at Cincinnati. What do you got here? That's a tough one. Where is it? Uh-huh. Bengals are favored by three, and I just can't get off the Bengals drug. We'll see if what was Foles gold, you know, last week, but I think they might have right the ship hopefully um it's at home too it's in cincinnati seattle doesn't play as well on the road so i'm taking the Bengals to cover what do you think wes you on the the Bengals train or he's you, you saying seattle here i think the Bengals pull it out i think it's be close I mean, I thought I think they barely cover. Um, I'm not I'm not so convinced on the over under 45. I, that it might go under on that one. I don't think they get there. I think it's going to just be a messy game, and I think Bengals pulled out late field goal. Yeah, I think I, I agree with you guys. Cincinnati at home, I think has, they have a better chance. I think Seattle's probably a better team or playing better than they are right now as a team. Um, but we'll see if last week kind of woke Cincinnati up a little bit and because that's kind of what they need. And uh, I think I got to roll with Cincinnati here as well. Uh, I got them by six. Uh, let's see. San Francisco at Cleveland. Few U.S. Well, I'm taking, I'm taking San Francisco. <laughs> um, the line on it is five and a half. All times up, I think. I think really? It, I think five and a half is all they're giving San Francisco at Cleveland. It's thirty-seven. Crazy. Over. Am I even looking at that? It says San yeah. Francisco five and a half. I mean, I got San Francisco by at least two touchdowns. Yeah. No, well, I, the odds makers are probably doing it because of the buy. The Browns had a buy last week. But yeah. no, no, I okay. The the Browns do play some defense. I I don't I don't think the 49ers are going to be as proficient. I think they do win by 10. I think they just get it done because the Browns their offense is anemic at best. So but I think 49ers get done with defense, you know, like they usually do. I mean, Deshaun Watson looks about as bad as you can look. They don't have Nick Chubb. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I can't. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I guess you're safe just taking the points, you know, giving up the points. Because, like I said, I think they're going to beat them by a, a quite a bit. So I got 49ers by two touchdowns. Yeah, I got the Niners also. I mean, five and a half. That's when I first wrote that down. I was like, "What?" And then I started thinking, "It's like, man, think about this. Wouldn't you rather be a Texans 
fan right now than a Browns fan. Yeah. I mean, future-wise for sure, too, even even this season. But looking at what the, the Texans have coming down the road. Yeah. You know, and what where what does Cleveland have coming down the road? Not a whole bunch, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, at what point do you do you just go run with DRT or, or DTR? I, I, I was What's thinking about that. Uh, did, Dar- Dorian Thompson Robinson, yeah, yeah. I mean, DTR. it just depends. I mean, you kind of have to ride Watson for. I mean. It's kind of hard to give up on a dude that you pay like two hundred fifty million. Right. Yeah. That's the problem. If if it wasn't for that, I'd say you know what, they, 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 that's not a big deal. But but I think at some point, I think you want to, because I don't really think they're going to go anywhere with an offense without Nick Chubb. I think they're going to start taking losses, and then they got to figure out what they're going to do at quarterback for the future. So DTR should be playing at some point. I think. Well, he did play against the Ravens, and he threw three interceptions. Well, yeah, I mean, but he's going to have to play. He's got to take that consecutive games, even even entertain the thought of him. He's. It's the same thing with um, with Aiden O'Connell to me. Let's see if he he's going to be a backup because he or he might have to start some games. While the rookie is, you know, gets, you know, ready to start, and see if he can at least do that. So. Well, we yeah. don't even know if Sean's playing. He's questionable. Right. Right. So yeah, you, you may you may he see is, him anyway, right? He is questionable. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a he's just a questionable guy all around. <laughs> uh, but this. Doesn't this kind of like give the owners more firepower, more ammo to say, look, this is why we don't guarantee contracts. This is oh, it's coming. Coming down you know? the pipe. There's a lot of quarterbacks that have been paid, like the dude in Dallas, that are not producing yeah. what they're being paid to do. Well, you got Dak, you got now you got Daniel Jones, who oh, just got a huge oh, contract, dude. right? Or and Jackson. now you got yeah. Who? Lamar. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Oh Lamar. yeah, yeah. I mean in a huge fight, and now you come out and this is how you're gonna play. I mean, even Joe Burrow, right? Yeah. Highest paid yeah. ever, you know, and he's not playing great. No, he's not. So yeah, you hate to see this because I like to see players get paid, but you're you're kind of helping out the owners here. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, let's see, uh, Derek. Wait, no, this is me. Um, Carolina at Miami. I mean, <laughs> Carolina looks horrible. Miami looks good at Miami. Uh, I think the the wacky, crazy professor is trying to score a hundred in a game. <laughs> so I think they win by at least three touchdowns. Yeah, this one's a well. The sad thing is, HN is out at least four games. 
Right. Uh, after just all averaging 12 yards a rush this season. But um, Frank Reich is getting on doing interviews that the um, owner is like micromanaging everything too much, but he <laughs> loves it. Yeah. So we're seeing how that goes. Or I don't think Frank Reich makes it past this year if he makes it this year. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, if they go 0 and 10, he's probably gone. Yeah. Especially since they don't have their first round pick. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm taking the Dolphins by a blowout. Yeah, kind of hard not to in that situation. Uh, Wes, what do you got? Oh, I got the Dolphins big. Um, spread is what eleven something, or is it more than that? I can't. It's Thirteen and a half. Yeah, they cover. Um, yeah, it's just it's and. Bryce Young, he's just he's just a tackling dummy out there. He's been sacked twelve times. <laughs> I mean, in five games, he's been sacked twelve times. <laughs> Daniel Jones got sacked. That. He's he's only been played like three games. <laughs> oh yeah, I, yeah. That's right. Um, Daniel Jones got sacked 12, 12 times in one game. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I think Daniel Jones feels. <laughs> oh jeez. Um, they have no running game. They they have nothing. Carol, yeah. it's it's it's. It's bad. Um, yeah, Dolphins big. Yeah, it is. Bad. I, it's I love it. They're like they're they're in the market to get a a, a good wide receiver. Really? No, really? You think really? maybe since you traded DJ Moore? <laughs> yeah, that's so funny to me. <laughs> I, I love when teams are like they do that. You know, it's like you just traded a really good wide receiver, and now you want another wide receiver. <laughs> And you gave up a lot for him. <laughs> when the Bears trading Roquan because they didn't want to pay him, but then they paid right. two other linebackers, not as Dude. good as. <laughs> and, and then you you get a. Right, we don't even get into that. <laughs> uh, here's an interesting game, uh, Derek. What do you got? Indianapolis at Jacksonville. I'm going to take the Colts. I mean, no. I'm taking the Jags here. I think the thing is with Gardner Minshew is every time he's coming relief. So all all week long, you've been practicing for a dual threat running quarterback that has like, you know, freakish natures and not a pa- drop back passing quarterback. Um, the Jags have been practicing all week for Gardner Minshew. So I think it's going to be a little different. And, you know, the Jags got their swag back playing in London last two weeks, so I think they're going to have momentum and they're going to win probably by seven. What do you think, Wes? What do you got for that game? I got the Jags, too. Um, yeah, I just think they just have more offense. Um, and I think Trevor Lawrence will have a um a bigger game. I mean, he only has five touchdowns so far this year, right. but I think I think I think he's this is probably the game he has like three touchdowns. Better game. It went by. It went by six. Yeah, this is a tough one because you know you've got Minshew playing, Indianapolis playing pretty well. 
Um, Jacksonville's coming back from a long road trip, but it's at home. So yeah, I had, a, I had a hard time with this one. I think you know I ultimately landed on Jacksonville. Excuse me, man. I'm gonna stick with that. Jeez. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> something in my throat. So we all got Jacksonville on that one. Let's see, Wes, what do you got on uh, New Orleans at Houston? Yeah, this this is tough. This was tough for me to to pick on this one because Saints played well last week. Looks like they you know they're getting some sort of offensive continuity. Stroud's playing really good for rookie and. The Texans' defense is what impresses me, and that's why I'm going to take the Texans. I think Will Anderson is going to um, make Carr make throws when – just make ill-advised throws. I think he turns the ball over some. I like Texans' defense. I think Stroud plays good enough. I'm taking the Texans by two. Yeah, that's – this is a tough game. <clears throat> problem I have with this game is is New Orleans seemed to come back to life a little bit last week where they were really spotty starting off the season and uh and Houston even though they look good against the Steelers didn't really play that great against Atlanta so I'm going with New Orleans on this one um I, I just think that overall top to bottom New Orleans is a better team. And I got to think that this is a, a big game for them. and they, they, they need to win it. So I'm going to take New Orleans by a touchdown. I'm going to agree with you on this one, Steve. Uh, they had uh, Cam Jordan was with um, Kay Adams this morning, and he was talking about the differences is with having a leader like Carr. And I think it's what it is, is is now all the team is starting to come together. Kamara's back. Kamara's getting into um, that defense is still, they're only allowing 15 points a game. Right. And they're scoring on defense. Right. So um, yeah, and they only, they're fourth in points allowed with 15 and they're fourth in total yards allowed. With 274. So their defense, the Texans are giving up almost 340 yards. And um yeah. There. So I'm I'm taking the Saints in this one. Yeah. Well, Wes could pick up another game here. Oh. I think the Texans, they're on their way, but it's still they're gonna have ups and downs this year. Right, right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> New England at the Raiders. I, I mean, I hate to pick the Raiders two weeks in a row, but they're playing New England, so it's it's not even like it's at New England because I think that's the only thing that helps New England is playing at home. 
so I mean, I have to pick the Raiders here because New England just looks so dysfunctional. I don't think the Raiders. I mean, actually, I guess they they do kind of win handily. They, I think I got them by ten. And are they going to score more than twenty <laughs> points this game? Yeah, no, it's going to be seventeen to seven. <laughs> <laughs> And I hate to say it because get my hopes up because Josh McDaniels will do something stupid. But the Raiders defense has been playing really well the last few weeks. And Mac Jones has been benched the last few weeks. So I'm going to have to take the I don't want to because I know it's playing with fool's gold. But I'm going to take the Raiders to um, cover Score, they're only going to win by three because they can never blow any team out. <laughs> it is by three. Wes, you going to roll with the Raiders as well? Or his buddy Mac Jones. <laughs> Mac Jones? Yeah, it's 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 Mac Jones, and Mac Jones has regressed to where I thought he was <clears throat> in my head when I imagined the season. As looking at Bailey Zappi, how he is not even playing at this point, but they were to roll Zach Mac Jones, and I think he's um, gonna play um, very average. I think I think the Raiders are are gonna play better on offense this game because the Patriots defense is horrific. They only have one interception on the year. Like what I mean, the lead. They have nobody with more than one interception. That's Christian Gonzalez. He's hurt. Right. <laughs> so yeah, their defense is 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 not good. Um, I get it's gonna be tough. The Raider Raiders are gonna win uh, by eight. Did you hear Dan Overlosky's take on Mac Jones? He's talking to Rex Ryan. You guys hear this? Have you have you seen this no. at all? About how Belichick destroyed him by having a defensive no, coordinator. About how Mac Jones is as good as Brock Purdy. Oh, oh yeah, I did hear that. Well, well he said that. <sighs> yeah, did he? Yeah, he compared them in some weird way. <clears throat> like if you put Mac Jones on the Niners, right? In the States, <laughs> it's like that's pretty. That's pretty weak. <clears throat> To be fair, Mac Jones has rookie year with Josh McDaniels having been a real offensive coordinator. He was he looked really good. Right? I mean he made the Pro Bowl, didn't he? Yeah, I mean he didn't look really good. He looked he looked like a an NFL quarterback, an average one. A, you know, I don't think he was great. But he also, you know, ha- had some help. Like, you know, they were doing the right things for him. But still, to to discount what Purdy's done just because San Francisco has a solid team, and then to put him and Mac Jones together is crazy. Yeah, it, and just some of the interceptions, I, I still don't understand mm. the decision, some of the decision making. Um, but isn't that a lot of coaching? I mean, well, well, it is. But when you're on one side of the field and you throw it across your body and you get picked off for 60 yards, that's just not even coaching. Yeah. That's something you know you don't do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, some of it's coaching. But here's exhibit know. A. Yeah. 
Jimmy Garoppolo on the Raiders, Jimmy Garoppolo on the 49ers. Totally different players. Jimmy Garoppolo on the Raiders is doing exactly what you just said. Going one way and throwing it up in the air and causing stuff. Jimmy Garoppolo on the Niners takes him to the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, he was. there was still some a decision-making, which I think is to Wes's point. Well, decision-making, there is coaching involved in that, but that they're – they're making bad decisions it could be a snowball thing too i mean right. he is a young quarterback if he's in a different situation he could be a pro bowl quarterback here and there but it's snowballing on him. name his right? receivers he's trying to do too he has no receivers who is he throwing to Kendrick Bourne is their leading receiver <laughs> i mean i mean that's the thing if if you have I'm not discounting because Purdy does look really good. But you get <laughs> Mac Jones, Kittle, Depot, Samuel, Brendan Ayuk. Are his numbers going to be better? How about we do it on Madden? Just try it on Madden. Let's just trade him straight across. Can we do it? Do a little simulation? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and there's – bottom line, though, is Purdy still hasn't lost a regular season game. His touchdown to interception ratio is ridiculous. Yeah. And, you know, and so at that point, and I mean, even the other guy, I can't remember that other guy's name, but he annoys me even more. The guy with like the the longer hair that he pulls back, slick back kind of hair. What's that guy's name? Are you talking Nick Wright? Nick Wright, yeah. Oh, I, I just not cannot. Talk about him. <laughs> I just, I hate him, but. He's a uh, he's the same thing. He's like, you know, Purdy's not a good quarterback. He's completely a product of the system, and I, I just don't understand the whole discounting. It's like saying Montana was a product of the system, you know? Like, come on, guys. Well, you know? I, it is though. The thing is, you have to get to be a good quarterback. You need to be put in the right system. Look at people like David Carr, Joey Harrington, stuff like that who they went to the worst possible places and got spit out and they're like, they're busts. No, yeah. it's because your, your organization was horrible. And the 49ers, yeah, I mean, they didn't, I mean, granted, Trey Lance still looked bad with all those. <laughs> yeah. That's how bad Trey Lance is. Though. Well, see, it's the same thing. Now, now we're, now you can throw other quarterbacks in there and they don't look so good. So, it, it happens. But, I mean, I won't say that the Niners would be as good with Mac Jones, but if Mac Jones was on the Niners, we wouldn't be having a conversation of saying he's garbage. That's all I'm saying. You might, though. Yeah, well, I mean. Well, no, he, he, you do have a point there. Um, because when you see Purdy go through his it's, – it's, he's just lasered in where he wants to go with football. A lot of that that is coaching too. He just he does exactly what he's supposed to do. No. Yeah, it's uh those there's I don't like those guys, either of those guys, Verlosky or Nick Wright. And uh I think they just wanna like I don't know. I think they want to discount what Purdy's done. And uh I think he, you know, just what he's done so far as a quarterback at the being the last pick in the draft coming in, you know, taking the job from 
Jimmy G from Trey Lance. Oh, yeah, the injuries again. No, injuries got him there, but they could have put him back, but why would you? Well, I mean, they didn't take it from Jimmy G because, remember, the Niners were just going to let Jimmy G go and give it to Trey Lance, and then they had to bring in Jimmy G. To... <laughs> so, I mean, Brock Purdy took it from Trey Lance, which, they, they I mean, Sam Darnold took it from Trey Lance. They could have kept Jimmy G if they wanted. They just didn't want him. Yeah, because he was a backup plan, and then they needed him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he took him to a Super Bowl, like you said. <laughs> or right there, you know. So he did, yeah. his, he did his job. I'm telling you, Purdy is still better than Jimmy G in that system. I'm not discounting that at all. I'm just saying it. Like, the thing like Orlowski was talking about also is is look at the Patriots receivers getting no separation or anything. And that's a product of schemes. It's like, I always see it with like the, um, the chiefs. I'm always like the Raiders. It's like, why is it so hard to get a guy open in the Raiders systems? Right. Whereas the chiefs, you like see Travis Kelsey open every single, I'm like, how does he get so wide open? It's because yeah. Andy Reid schemes it that way. And that's yeah, what the Niners, he, they scheme it the way for players to get open. Yeah, I mean, so then now you say, well, it's because he has better receivers, but if any receiver can run in that scheme, what do the receivers matter? Because if they're scheming I'm saying they open, have better coaches, better receivers, yeah. better everything. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Better defense. I mean, better offensive line. Better running game. There's nothing that Mac Jones has that is better than Brock Purdy. No, Brock not Purdy on, has on, everything on a team wise, not not on a, on a team level, right? But he also maybe he's he's losing confidence too, right? That that would be a that's a killer for quarterbacks as well. Well, I think you can be right about both in those saying is you can say Mac Jones would play well in the 49ers system and you could still say Brock Purdy's a good quarterback. I think they're both accurate. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't think that it's a it's you can really make comparisons like that and just say you you could just switch them out and it'd be the same. Because, you know, one you don't know and and two, you know, there's everybody's different in different systems. There's been good quarterbacks that are putting good systems that didn't do well. Well, that's, I mean, what would have happened if Tom Brady or Joe Montana had been put on Detroit back in the, I mean, or, you know, a franchise that wasn't any good? Are they going to really be the greatest two quarterbacks of all time? Right. You never know. I mean, it's like, you know, Barry Sanders, right? Nothing stopped him from being the best running back of all time. Right. So greatness is great. It's always going to be that way when it comes to sports, I think. But it's, a, it's, it's interesting. Um, we'll see how Purdy progresses and, and uh, where where this San Francisco team ends up because <laughs> they look pretty good. They look look like the team to beat right now. 
Uh, let's see. Kind of got off track there, but let's see. We got Arizona at the Rams. I think that's you, Derek. I'm going to take the Rams here. Connor's out for at least four games. Nope. The Rams actually look pretty good. They got um, one, two punch of cup and Nakua. So Rams are favored by seven. I got them winning by 10. What do you think, Wes? I got the Rams too. I think they cover. Oh, I see. They win by two touchdowns. Yeah, it's hard to not pick the Rams here. I think they're playing much better than Arizona. Neither of them are playing great, but uh, Arizona's a little beat up. Rams are getting healthier. And it's at at the Rams. So you got to take the Rams here as well. Uh, Philly at the Jets. What do you got there, Wes? I got Philly. Um, Jets are playing better. I just think Philly's kind of hitting another level. And they got you know, working out some of the kinks their offense. Um, I think it's be close just because the Jets defense is going to ball. I think on the flip side, I think Zach is just going to get wrecked by the Eagles front four. They're going to come after him. And they're going to confuse him. I think he's going to turn the ball over a few times. And that's going to be a difference. I got the Jets by – I got the Eagles by nine. Yeah, I think that's tough uh, for the Jets and Zach Wilson and that offense to to go and, and to play – to play Philly at this point. Um, They're looking better. Jets are looking better. Zach Wilson's playing a little better. Uh, they had a good running game. You know, their running game's coming around a little bit. But Philly's defense, their, that front seven is, is phenomenal. And, of course, their offense is solid, even though the Jets' defense is good. Uh, I think Philly wins by 10. Yeah, Elijah Vera Tucker is out for the for the season for the Jets again. Um. <laughs> The defensive tackles for the Eagles. Jalen Carter leads all defensive tackles and pressures. So it's not going to be good with a backup guard going up against him or Jordan Davis or Fletcher Cox. So, yeah, I got the Eagles by 10. Uh, Let's see. Tampa and Detroit. So Detroit at Tampa. This is actually kind of hard. My my gut was to go Detroit, you know, just right away. But then you kind of break Tampa down, and it's at home, and they're three and one, and they're playing decent. Um, but I, I feel like they're still without Mike Evans, though. I don't know if he's back yet or not. But either way, you know, I think the Bucks are playing pretty well. A big win in last game they played against the Saints. So I still got to roll with Detroit, though. Detroit's coming up to more of a playoff level, more of a competitor where, you know, they could be a a danger in the playoffs at this point. So I'm going to go with Detroit by a touchdown. 
Yeah, I mean, what's crazy was last week, you know, because we pick before we find out a bunch of injuries. And I was like, oh, man, Detroit's going to be without St. Brown. And they're going to be without some other guys. And they had some questionable guys. Oh, they were going to be without Gibbs. And then they put up 42 points. Right. I get it. It was the Panthers. But they put up 42 points without St. Brown or Gibbs. <laughs> the Bucks have been a nice story. They've flabbergasted Steve by winning three games. But <laughs> I think you're... The Lions, they are a complete, I think they're a complete offense for sure. And their defense is coming around. And they're going to play bully ball and they're going to run it down the Bucks' throat. So I got the Lions winning by 10. What do you got, Wes? Yeah, I got the Lions too. I mean, putting up all those points without St. Brown and Gibbs. Um, I think Montgomery. Has been a beast so far. I think that's been a great addition. They um they could beat you different ways. Uh, I think they win by uh they win by twelve. Yeah, so we're all we're all on Detroit on that one. Um, <laughs> the Giants at Buffalo. <laughs> what do you got here, Derek? Well, I don't know. Last week, it was two weeks ago when I talked about Daniel Jones was like one in 10 in primetime games. And then he lost and got crushed. It's going to happen again. The Bills are mad. They lost in London. They're coming back home. So the spread is 14. Jeez. I think it's going to be like 21. Giants getting no respect. What do you think, Wes? Yeah, it's, you know, Bills are playing at home. And I think the Giants will keep it close, like in the second quarter. And then the Bills turn it on. Yeah, they. I think they beat them by 20. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's hard to pick <laughs> the Giants here or anywhere. Um, but given that Buffalo's coming back from a loss, they're upset, they're going home, and the Giants just don't have it. So you, you they got to cover. I mean, I got by 17, so I think it's a good chance that that they they cover. Uh, final game, Monday Night Football. Good old Cowboys and the Chargers. What you leading off, Wes? What do you got? No, I, I'm going with the Chargers. Um, I think I think I even said this when we started talking about the beginning of the season, where at that point where the where the Cowboys kind of just go off like a a cliff. It's like they go, they, they don't know there's a cliff there, and then they're going to catch themselves at some point. And they'll start winning games again. But I think they, they take some losses here. I think they go into LA after losing the way they did to San Francisco is just not good for them. Um, I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I do think the Chargers should win by seven. 
This is this is a tough pick here because the Chargers, yeah, they're at home. But I haven't been super impressed with the Chargers this season. Um, I feel like if they get Eckler back, they have much more of a chance to win, which it looks like he's probably coming back. And this is why I hate picking this early in the in the. Well, in he the said week. he's 99% sure he's going to be back. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, will he be 100% healthy? You know, yeah, that's it's always a question when somebody's coming off injury. And then, uh, of course, they're without Mike Williams. Ah, man. I don't know. I, I was back and forth on this one. I'm, I'm going to go with Dallas. I'm taking Dallas on this one. I think it's a bounce-back game for them. And it's just, I don't know. I don't trust the Chargers 100%. Like, I need to see more from them. And if they come out and they win this game handily, I'll trust them a little bit more. But at this point, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with Dallas. <laughs> I'm going with the Chargers. They've had they were coming off a bye week, plus it's Monday night, so they're gonna get healthier. They have tons of time to scheme for the Cowboys. They probably watched the 49ers game. They know Eckler. I'm pretty sure he's gonna be back and he's ready to go. So, yeah, I got the Chargers by three. Unless, you know, Brandon Staley does something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a good chance of that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Brandon Staley doing something stupid or Dak Prescott doing something <laughs> yeah. One of those things, you know. Yeah. And there's a lot of stupid out there in that game, but uh, it's – yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think it comes down to how well <laughs> Dallas' defense plays. And <laughs> – how well, you know, both defenses really like it's going to be about the defenses there. So, this is where Herbert shows, you know, why they paid him, right? Yeah, it's a good defense. He's going to have to at some point. All right. Well, that's the, the week's picks there. Let's, uh, there's a few swing games in there. So, we didn't, uh, I think Wes has got a chance to make up some games or take the lead. Uh, let's talk fantasy football real quick. HSC podcast, fantasy football. Uh, I think we all got wins this week. So that puts the standings back. I think Wes has now taken the lead in that division. Yep. We've beaten Team John. <laughs> uh, I still got a one-game lead in, in my on the West. So four and one. Wes is four and one. Somehow Big Mike stays at four and one. Man. Thanks for the love. My sister's gonna be mad that we talk about her again on the podcast, but she's got seven hundred and sixty points scored against her now. I know. I feel bad because when I watched, I was like, oh man, she's making some good moves because she did. Yeah. No, she I mean, she scored points, you know, but when you have a 760 points scored against you, <laughs> to put that in perspective, I'm the leading scorer of the league, and I've only scored 604. Right. Well, because I had everyone except IU or no. for my, um, you know, uh, position players scored over 20 points, pretty much 20 points each. So right. 
Yeah. But Derek's still got some work to do two games back. I'll make up. I am the second leading scorer behind you, and I'm two and three. Right. Yeah, it's it's it, that's what I was trying to tell her. It's like it comes down to you know sometimes you get lucky who you're playing that week. Like West playing someone who had a bunch of buys and didn't right <laughs> didn't change their team. Um, a lot of points being scored out there. You know, you look at some of these point totals, and it's pretty high in a lot of these games. Right. You know, you're getting a lot of points <laughs> out of receivers. You know. Like Chase had 50 and DJ Moore had 50. I mean, Tyree Kill's giving me, you know, 30 pretty regularly, 30 or more. So definitely a lot of points being scored. Not a lot of uh, uh, moves out there as far as people that you're going to find on free agency, though. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm sure most, most leagues are like that. Like freezing. I think it's like uh what KJ Osborne. Right. Os well, and then with Justin Jefferson going out, you know, that tends to be a little better looking pick, right? Yeah. Um Trying to figure out, you know, who's going to be the workhorse in Baltimore, you know, because they, you know, who's going to get the touchdowns that week? It's such a tough one to pick some of their running backs up. Um, Roshan Johnson should be a pickup because I think Herbert's out for a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, but Johnson just, he was questionable too. He had a concussion protocol. So. Who would it be? Travis Homer? Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know what they're gonna do. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Roshan will play, and he, he's probably gonna be a decent pickup given you know that they're playing Minnesota. But we'll see what happens there. So it's a good week. Good week in the in the HSC podcast. Uh, then uh, the Tigers at three and two. <laughs> I don't know if Jill's yeah. on. Yeah. I'm, I'm checking on Everyone's like, why do you, you need to call her? I go, I'll call her. Well, she had Jamar Chase playing, so she didn't have substitution. So Walker and her kicker were on by, and she still scored 148 points. Oh, I'm sure Josh was not happy about that. <laughs> two, a player with two people on by and you lose by 60. That's kind of funny. Well, yeah. he had Gibbs in who didn't play, so. Right, right. Yeah, he could have changed him last minute, but he probably wasn't. Well, he didn't. Uh, yes. well, no, he was questionable, you know, so they didn't know. He well, he didn't have anyone not. on his bench that could replace him anyway, so. Yeah. All right, well, we'll uh, keep it updated on that. Pretty appreciate everybody listening. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, leave some comments. Uh, let us know. Uh, yeah, looks like uh, overall record. I picked up a game this week. 
So squeezing a little bit closer. And now we're at we're at two two games apart. Getting a little closer, but our overall records are looking pretty good. So we were at nine and five and ten and four. So each week getting a little better. Records looking good. I think this week's gonna be a telling week. Uh, because yeah. I think there's some games that were a little tough to call and We'll see. We'll see if we come out with a, a a good record on this one. I could see us going fifty fifty as well, though. I could see this being a five hundred week. <laughs> I don't know. We only picked the Bears and the Raiders, so that right. Might be <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You got the Bears and the Raiders, and who knows how the Texans are going to play, and the Colts and the Falcons. <laughs> yeah. So some games out there. All right, well, everybody, thanks for listening. We'll uh, catch you guys next time.